Hey, Andy, are you ever going to get an ad read right on the first try? You know, I think I'm just trying too hard, and I just got to relax. Andy, serious. Come on, dude. That's who you are. We're talking back pocket, and we're talking visionary manufacturing with custom apparel for you. Bingo. Let's just cut to the chase, big boy. Invest in your dreams. Manifest that custom apparel, that custom idea that's been weighing on your mind for months years, however long, and create with Visionary Manufacturing. Hit us up today to book a custom order at backpocketvisionarymfg.com. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T at visionarymfg.com. You'll find this funny, though, speaking of oil changes. I uh, My car has just been, every time I start it, the just like massive white smoke clouds come out of the exhaust. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, this my car's dying. Yeah, I'm. Well, that's nothing new to you. No, but it raises the red flag. Like Andrew, and I, Andrew got in the car the other day. I'm like, hey man, like I know we're going here, but I don't know if. Don't take it for granted. You know. Yeah. It's one of those things. This could be our last ride together, type thing. Um, in the car, not in the dying. car. <laughs> okay. Dude, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, I'm sorry. He just plays that song from the end of Fast and Furious when Paul Walker died the entire Wiz time. Was one? Car. Yeah. He made a lot of money off that song. That's what we played in the car like already. <laughs> but anyways, it hit me at 4 a.m. on my way to work the next day. Not kidding. I was like, I looked up in like the top left where they put like, you should have your old change by then. Yeah. I was 5,000 miles over. Oh, that's terrible. I hadn't got an oil change in over a year. And it was like 10,000 miles total that I drove on this oil. Are you supposed to get every like 3,000? Three. Yeah. And you could push to five. And if you're my daddy, push to 6,500. Mm-hmm. Oh, boys. I felt, I was like, once I knew that, I was like so scared of, of driving because I like have no oil in my car. Yeah. No wonder it's making all these noises. There's no lubricant in my vehicle. Got to lube it up. So lubed her up that afternoon, and it, I'm telling you, it takes 30 minutes and 60 bucks if you don't have and of either of those things. Chew doing, dude. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. You sold me on Vaveline. Yep. And here we are. Ike Taylor Podcast. Champ Bailey Podcast. Marshawn Lynch Podcast. Any other 24s that we need to mention? Kobe Bryant. No. Well, yeah. Round two. Yeah. Yes. Um... That's it for me. I don't know. I, the, don't yeah, we could, I mean, we could say Pedro Alvarez from the 2012 Pirates playing first base, but, you know. We could say that. Could. That's neither here nor there. That's not here Eddie, how about the, the, the rivalry between the Pirates and the Reds, the two most inconsequential teams in the NL Central? Yeah. Uh, the, the basement dwellers fighting for the basement. Dude. It's just gross. The stories out of – I was reading the just a whole, like, Twitter moment thing from that last night before going to bed. First of all, the Reds were hilarious because they just basically tw- – at one point they tweeted, there's a lot going on right now because – Yasuo Puig had just been traded in the middle of the game. Yeah. Still goes out for the fight. It was insane. It was so ridiculous. Uh, I think the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati thing is just like football, they hate each other. Baseball, yeah. they extend the rivalry and pitching high and inside on each other. I don't know. It, it was. I think it was just stupid because you guys, both of you teams stink. Mm-hmm. So why are, we, why are we trying to get on TV right now just yeah. by fighting? That's good for baseball, though. Yeah, it's decent. I wish that, that would happen more. Yeah. But uh, we're here now. We're live. On the back end show, it's been a, it's been a fun week. How you guys doing? I'm doing fine. I I was gonna like it was fun. I went on a run the other day. I uh, you know I got to work my ankles a little bit. Like I I kicked my feet up. You know it's been really nice with my legs. Been really enjoying them. How about you, Ty? Yeah, I uh, you know I've enjoyed. I I felt loose like lower body this week. I felt like I've been able to. I I also went for a run earlier this week and you I, did. It, it felt good. It, How many miles do you run? Uh, usually I run around three. Okay. Three and a half. I'll, you know, Liberating, right? It's. I mean, it's good. And I really have gotten the sense of like, man, being able to walk around without having the sense of pain or anything like that. Because I've been, t- I'm a tight hamstring guy. Right. But just being able to walk around without any lower body pain like that, it's just, I realized this week, like, man, that's nice. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. Like being able to just like run up your stairs at home. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Isn't that just the best when you need to, you forgot something. Oh, I can skip a couple stairs on your way up and not have any problems. But. I know. And even just being here, you know, I got to move around, got to get that light, got to set up the tripods. Like, it's just nice to be able to do that pain free. 
Yeah. How you doing, Andrew? I'm hobbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Really? <laughs> I got a broken wing. <laughs> More like a broken tire. Got a flat tire. Flat you tire. got a flat yeah. tire. Yeah. yeah. Oil change. Oil change. Go to, tire, go to Tires <laughs> Plus or yeah. Ankles Plus. Andy oh. Ankles. Alina uh, Urgent Care. <laughs> CVS. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of options there. So not that good. Um, just, you know, uh, I had the old uh, thought I was invincible, got humbled moment. Ooh. Yeah. And those are those occur sometimes when you don't have to endure any pain. Just some, like, mental, emotional pain. Let's give the YouTube watchers some. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to get better, so. And the best thing is I got these uh, these patches on it. Oh God, you can you can really see the the swelling from this angle. Okay, sweet. The uh, these patches that are on it are uh, from Way Way Laboratory. Our our good friend Investor Steve uh, came over last night and put some Eastern medicine uh, on his ankle on my <laughs> on both sides of my ankle, and uh, he told me it's gonna like reduce swelling, uh, help with pain. He gave me like a rundown of all the things it's going to do. And I'm like, oh, sweet. So like, what are the negative things? He goes, there's going to might be a rash. I go, okay. We can work with that. We can work with that. I'm not going to have to like, I'm not going to pee green or I'm not going to get tired quick. Or Faint anything. if I try standing up. Yeah. Have an erection lasting more than four hours. I mean, like I can work with that. I work from home. Uh, <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Happens, world but know. like, I just need to know. Um, so he, he, not a lot of negative side effects. So I got this thing and it's actually helping a lot, I think. Uh, but I, uh, should I tell the story? Is that something yeah, you, got, you guys want to hear? Andrew, how'd you break your ankle? Sprained my so ankle. How'd you sprain your ankle? Um, it was after a glorious power hour of the 90s. We're heading out to go clubbing, wearing our denim jean jackets and uh, white tees. And we jump in the Ubers, and we get around the block, and I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot my wallet. And we're behind my house. And I'm like, oh, I'll just run out and jump over my backyard fence to grab my wallet a little quicker. 10-foot fence, I skied it like one of the most athletic things I've ever done. Just did a dip over the fence mm. and swung my legs around without even putting my foot on the top of the fence and came out hot and landed right on my toes and from 10 feet down and just turned that ankle violently. And I knew it right away. Like I heard, I, could, I felt it like dislocate or something. It, it made some weird noise. And I literally just gimped into the house and I called. The dude's in the Uber, and I was like, not making it out, busting my ankle. And the guys in the Uber are just like, all right, put some ice on it. See you later. <laughs> and uh, I just hung home, and uh, yeah, I busted that ankle. I went in the morning the next day, and I uh, went to the doctor, and they said, 70% uh, chance it's broken. I go, oh, damn, like, I got some strong bones. Hopefully not. And uh, he go, and so we did x-rays. He comes back. We did the whole zoom in on all the parts, and he tells me where my tibia is and my fibia and all the different bones in my ankle, and none of them were broken. You put your right foot out, shake it all about. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I'm sitting there. Was it like one of those moments, though, where like he didn't tell you that give you the news right away? He had to unpack you know, the the story behind, like, so your tibia. You're going to see that through some hell, you no, know, it's no, bent. It's, it's more, no, it's more like, oh, here's where this is. They're supposed to, you know, you're going to see a nice little gap into here. So this looks good. And then like he gives you, he gives you the story of how everything's placed and why it's placed that right. way. Right. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Awesome. No, nothing that was negative. So there was no bent, like been through hell moments. Right. Cause right. it was a healthy ankle. It's a healthy ankle. From a bone structure standpoint. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so at the end, he's just like, and so I'm just going to finish with this. You sprained it. And that was it, huh? Yeah, he goes, you might have tore some ligaments, but you want an MRI? I go, it's probably pretty expensive. I don't think my, <laughs> I don't think my parents would be too happy about that uh, yet, so let's not do that. Yeah. And uh, he goes, from a week from now, if you still have the pain, it might be torn. But from now, let's just deal with his brain, put in a boot, and uh, get on with your day. <laughs> you say, get back to podcasting, Andrew. I think he said that. I pitched little... the x-ray guy on the podcast. He Ooh, was all How'd it go? Really? Yeah. Very nice. He's a video game fanatic. He's like 45, and he's playing uh, uh, Fallout 76. Mm. He's like, it, you know, the game's changed, but I, I still appreciate uh, how they how they structure it. It's their first open world game, Fallout 76. Okay. So he 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 was liking it. Wow. Well, that's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Good work, brother. I was sitting in the Uber next to Matt Heron, who had gotten the call from you, and it went something along the lines of like we were all laughing, having a good time. To he answers the phone and he's like, "Hey, Andrew, what's up?" Oh, all right. Oh, okay. All right. 
And they just hung up. He's like, well, hang in there, man. Hope everything's okay. And it was just like so obvious you broke your ankle. Yeah. <laughs> or sprained it. Sorry. I'm going to read through the text that I get from Deck like literally. Yeah. So here's seconds. my, here's my follow up. After I, after it happens, Deck texts me right away. I go, are you good? Question mark. <laughs> I go, no, my ankle's fucked. He goes, roll, roll it on the landing from hopping the fence. And I just give him a, yep. And then he just goes, holy shit. And I just gave him a too drunk. And he goes, you're a warrior. And then in uh, in in returned in return mode, so every line is rest, ice, closure, elevation. <laughs> closure isn't right, but you get the idea. It's that's good. an insane. That's insane, though. You'll be good. Foag. I go. It's broken. What do I do? I'm scared. He, he, he goes. Use frozen veggies to ice and elevate. And I just give him a. I am. And he goes, you're good then. <laughs> Adrenaline is still kicking in. This is a chance to make moves. My response to that, what does that mean? <laughs> and then he follows it up with, I thought you didn't have ice. You're in a good position now. And then I just respond to that. I seriously have no idea what you mean, but sure. Yeah, and then and then Deck is just, yeah, disres- disregard that. Are you okay? And then I was just like, my ankle is broken from jumping a fence, so... If you say I'm okay, then sure. And that was how we had our conversation. Wow. Packed his bags and sent him on home. Yeah. It's all good. That. Wow. Trying to explain to the Uber who doesn't speak English that our, not coming friend, back. Our, our friend who left to get something <laughs> is not coming back, please leave without him, was like the hardest thing to do. It just ended up being all of us, all three in the back, just yelling, go. <laughs> we're just like go do it he's like okay are you sure you don't want me to turn over here we're like no go to the location that your phone is saying just go there he's not coming back he broke his ankle priceless dude priceless and he still didn't get it so yeah he's probably you probably get a free uber for that i bet uh you guys chipped in and i said, guess because yeah. I, I i requested the uber so you guys paid for it yeah oh that's even more brutal yeah yeah <laughs> But uh, I've been working from home, which is nice. You know, I've been able to just ice and elevate and use my Easter medicine to kick in. I got to uh, recover quickly because we got ourselves vacation here on August 14th. So I got a good two weeks to get healthy for beach volleyball. Mm-hmm. Rehab starts now. And slam ball, right? Spike What's ball. Spike ball and maybe a round of golf. Yeah. Which, by the way, we had a round of golf uh, mm-hmm. earlier yeah. last week, uh, the UST golf outing. And, you know, I was mortified for Andrew that, that morning on uh, whatever day it was. So Saturday know. morning it happened. Monday morning right. was when they played golf. Yeah. I woke up feeling like shit, not because I was hungover, but because I knew Andrew couldn't play golf. Right. But that was my my assumption. Wrong assumption. I'm getting better at not assuming things because Andrew played like Gary Player. And it was kind of the coolest <laughs> thing ever. I, uh, I watched my YouTube videos. Yeah. I, I watched my film on Gary Player. Which, I, how does Gary Player swing? We probably should, like, flash that up. Flash like, that, we'll put that or here. Or maybe explain it. Yeah, he uh, he swings his back leg through the ball to get his hips through because he's old, and he just wants to, you know, still get some power behind that ball. So he, he just drags that right foot through as he's hitting, and that's exactly what I did. So I was wearing a boot the whole time, but I every single shot I did, I just dragged my right foot through, and I played, like, better than i normally play wow because i was just like hyper focused i think and had no expectations that's which was pretty fun it. yeah yeah good for you and then it, it looked like that afterwards so yeah, you strap the boot in there and then bruise the upper part of your foot maybe not yeah, the a lower part, part would foot. not have been bruised if it wasn't for that golf <laughs> maybe not what the doctor ordered he said he goes you know you can pretty much do anything you want unless you have pain i go sounds good <laughs> thanks for the metaphor of life man yeah. <laughs> is that awesome. like every single day yeah no it was i like my doctor he was a good dude good dude i only understood that i've been in this position like a million million times he was trying to explain to me everything like i had just sprained my ankle for the first time i was like dude i've sprained these ankles so bad i got chicken legs for ankles uh <laughs> these things get just flipped around in basketball and every sport and you name it just yeah. for the longest of times so i've turned my ankle like Making a sharp right at, in the office, honest to God. Yeah. I've done it so many times. People are like, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm like, at this point, yeah. I mean, it's just, it will it always comes back. Always Ice and elevate. Back around, Ice know? and elevate, they tell me. Yeah, and then I, put, threw compre- I threw closure in there. I definitely meant compression, mm. like circling back on that. Yeah. So, I don't know if you knew that. I did not, actually. Rice. Yeah. 
rest, eyes, compression, elevation. So let's get some some bands on that. Maybe a couple. Throw a dumbbell on there or something. I don't know. Gravity's not enough. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure, it out. we'll figure it out. Hey, Ty, we always give you advice. Any advice for Andrew? I feel like you you might have some. You, you look like a kid who's probably in med school right now. Well, I'm not. I did, however, take a semester on the medical school track. So I would like to think, you know, through general chemistry and, and other such courses, I, I know a little bit. You know, I would say this really is probably like an inflection point in your life. I feel like Andrew that jumped over the fence is not the Andrew that landed on the other side of the fence. That Andrew was, you know, metaphorically speaking, older, more brittle, and also wiser to know that, you know, he's not he's not old, young Andrew anymore. He's the Andrew that has to be more responsible, the Andrew that has to, you know, look out for himself a little bit more health-wise, maybe cut down on the drinks a little bit. But that Andrew that landed is just one that has a better perspective on life now. Hmm. Retired athlete Andrew thought he was more athletic than he was. Yeah. He thought he was invincible. And uh, he was humbled quickly. And I'm sitting here today knowing that I'm not going to jump that fence again. Not to see if I'm better. I think I can stick that landing. <laughs> and I might try it. You might. But in the next six months, till next summer, I'd say, I'm going to give myself a full year of mental uh, rehabilitation and physical, obviously, yeah. but more so mentally. Because mm. I, like I scaled it. that thing fast, and I was proud of myself. You were there. I was there. You just had to finish, dude. God. And that was I your biggest my toes. I've never landed on my toes. I'm great at box jumps. Did you like... Like just like hit it like the first time you just like there's I'm just gonna jump over it or did you kind of go size it up? No, I step knew back. I knew my fence. I know my backyard fence. Yeah, I never jumped over it, but I've seen it so many times going about out there to grill. I'm like I I know it's gonna be high and I know what I'm getting myself into, so I attacked it. Like from the back of this funeral parking lot is a good 50 yards dead sprint, and just. Just arms pumping, head down, and look like an Olympic athlete just getting over it, and then look like your couch potato dude going coming down. Well, landing. I'm sure from like their side, if I don't know if you had a vantage point of him jumping over, it probably looked like a very athletic feat from that side. Like, oh shit, like he made it. Because my concern would be you don't even get over the fence, yeah, right? Just splat. And you said that you made it over clean, but you said that also you need some boards in. So I did need the board. So that's not like a clean. Okay, yeah, because I, I didn't pause and like do a vertical jump. I came yeah. at it with too much velocity. <laughs> at, I thought I was going to take the fence down, like just like <laughs> sand, Sandlot at one point. There's you a, know, like the giant dog just tumbling a, the fence. A minute where Andy just thought maybe head down and run through it. That, that would have been more viable because those boards are so flimsy. Oh, that would have been so cool. <laughs> just barrel through. Yeah, Ty, your metaphorical bullshit that you just put out there was amazing. Thank you. Uh, I just imagined this like kind of animated or real life andrew running and it's like it's like the andrew and like football pads like 186 pounds making the leap and then as he crosses over the fence it's like old decrepit andy yeah. he like seating hairline, seating hairline. he's got his glasses <laughs> he's got his blue light lenses on <laughs> his shirt's off you know maybe some like uh short sweatpants or something like that and your pumas Looking like an Italian Diego. Yeah, look, yeah, with that that hat you're wearing mm-hmm. on the way down, and it's just like so obvious that you fell. Yeah. Um, logistically, we have a door in our backyard. <laughs> I just remembered. It doesn't open. We've tried that many times. It's got all the compost behind it. Oh. And so, it's locked. Yeah, I was gonna ask who has the key to that. We never could find it. Remember, we were thinking about parking in that parking lot back when we started. Oh, we yeah. could never figure out how to unlock that door. But uh, yeah. Huh. Okay. I, uh, I'm I just thinking of improvements battle. for next year. I guess run really around the block and go through the front door, or just find a way to have a usable back door. Why were you leaving from the back of your house? The Uber was it, it drove around the block because it was facing their the wrong direction to get on the highway. Mm-hmm. So it drove around the block and it was sitting over here on um, don't know what street that is. Dupont. Uh, Dupont, exactly. And uh, I just was like, oh, my house is right there, but it's going to take me longer to run three houses around the three houses Mm -hmm. that it's yeah yeah like i said this andy has a a freshened perspective on his abilities and what he should be doing i think uh a a more wise andy now knows run around the houses take the long route yeah oh yeah and then i tell at the football outing i tell my coach coach caruso there i tell him what happened and uh, he goes shortcuts andrew they'll always get you damn damn that's good i was like you're right that's Word up. That's true. That's right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is true. 
Coach Caruso. That is so him to respond that way. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfect. Shortcuts. <laughs> Andy Shortcut, dude. Don't take him. <laughs> yeah, don't take him. Trust the process. That's All awesome. right, guys. Let's uh, trap the puck on my flat tire. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was a highlight of your guys' week, and that's all you guys want to talk about. What, what else you got, knuckleheads? I just want to – I'm done. All right, if, you, if you're – you good? You got your bits? I'm out. Yeah. I yeah, got, I'm good, dude. I got my content. <laughs> dude, um – who? Ty. Hey. I want to start with you this week on your average quality. Oh, I'm honored. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I've – well, first, I, this isn't my average quality, but I will say – Early back end shows when I was just starting out, I would make sure to like think about it like before getting here. Mm, you know, you're learning throughout my day of work. I'm like, man, I, you know, put some thought into this. I wanna I wanna have a good showing. Uh, but now I've just coming up with them on the spot. So I just want to let you know that that I've regressed to the mean when it comes to thinking about stuff beforehand. But I do have I, I think a pretty good one. It came up today. So I uh, my average quality is explaining the back pocket to other people. Yes. So Ooh. yes. So right. you know, this is, I struggle explaining the back pocket yeah, yeah, yeah. to people. So, so I, I want to hear how you're doing. Right. So I'm not you know I'm not shy about it on my on my socials. Like when I'm over here and like the the other week I put some on my Instagram story about just kind of being the cockpit over there like two cameras around me and yeah, the microphone. Yeah, every camera around right? me. Right, and I, you know, I always make sure to tag it and stuff. And I've, I have friends from home and, like, family. They're like, like what is Like, what are you doing? Like, what is this, you know? And I've, I explain it to them. I just, to them, in, like, a passing conversation, I'll just say, oh, it's a, a podcast these these two guys have, and, you know, it's fine. And I, I don't go much more into that. But today, my uh, my manager at work took me out to lunch, which he does from time to time. And he, uh, we're just talking about things, and things always come up. And I, I, I mentioned you guys, and he's of the older generation, so it's a, it's a bit tougher to explain you know like podcasts to him are much more like it was on radio now it's just a podcast not two dudes in some sick floral chairs in the in their top of their uptown house yeah, so like wayne's world right so I, I tried to explain it to him and I, I think i might have gotten a little overzealous just from the standpoint of like i wanted to explain to them the whole like monetization plan oh no you didn't know you can't take it down the wanted, funnel this is awesome and yeah. so like okay. and, and, and i just wanted to like and he had no knowledge of like what facebook ads were so i was just really trying to break it down buried entry is right yeah, trying to high explain. high buried entry so i started by how i usually start which is you know it's a podcast these two recent st thomas grads have in uptown and i i help produce their show um you know a, a day or two a week when i have time and uh so then he was like he was he was interested he's like so like what do they talk about and i'm like oh shit i'm like well, it's they, they span a whole bunch of like, you know, they, they talk to a whole bunch of people. And he's like, well, like, what would be a reason I would listen? And I'm like, I'm like, well, now I'm really like pitching this. And I'm like, I'm balls deep. So I'm, I'm going to go. And I'm like, well, I broke it down. So and I had this a very similar conversation with my dad about this, too. And I'm like, well, on Mondays they have like the like the it guests. So I always say you guys like Kyle Rudolph. That's or not Kyle Rudolph, Chad Greenway. And that's just an easy one to be like Chad. They had Chad Greenway on. And so I was like, oh, it keeps recording. It's so interesting. My camera recorded past 25 minutes. I didn't know I did that. Um, and knew you were talking. And knew, <laughs> knew not to cut. Anyway, so I always say, or recently I've been saying Chad Greenaway just because that's an easy one. So I'm like, they have like the it guests. They, you know, those are those are the good ones. So if you're going to listen on Monday, the value proposition would be great guest. You, you'd have to buy into the fact that these guys are good conversationalists, which I believe that they are. But the real value prop is that there's just interesting guests sort of talking about their story in a way that's more unconventional than what you traditionally hear. Then I say on on Tuesday they do this thing called the marketing intern spotlight, and I don't I don't get into the whole marketing intern thing. I say it's basically just a lower, not a lower tier, but somebody that maybe isn't doesn't have as high as an, of name recognition and is maybe one of their friends or something like that. And that is even more of a casual conversation. And you'd listen to that because again you think that these guys are good conversationalists and that there maybe is an interesting part of somebody's story that you might resonate with. And then I explain the back end show, which I'm like, you know what? That's just a clusterfuck. That's just the three of us. That's just the three of us getting together and talking. And we kind of shoot the shit. And really, you'd only listen to that if you thought we were interesting or funny. And maybe you do, maybe you don't. So I'm explaining this to like a forty mm. something year old dude, and he's like, okay, okay, like you know, maybe I'll check it out. And then I get into the whole like monetization thing. Like, you know, these guys want to, you know, find a way for, to get you know, have guests pay to get on and do a Facebook ad funnel and have all this sort of stuff. And I, I went into it a little bit and I just look over and he was just kind of like glassy eyed. I'm like, and I, I just try to simplify it and be like a large part of the mechanism is going to be with Facebook ads and sponsorships and stuff like that. And he kind of understood that we pivoted away from that back pocket part of the conversation, but it was mm. just like, I'm like, wow, that was the most in depth. I think I've tried to explain it to somebody and especially somebody who 
has no knowledge of podcasts. Right, because like yeah. my roommates were a similar way for a while. Like they were like, "Oh, what is this?" But when I explain it to them, I can just kind of fire through with much more mm. common or plain language, just because they they understand a lot of the the language that goes into explaining what you guys do. Somebody that's of the older generation does not necessarily do that. So, yeah. you know, my boss may very well be listening. Scott, hi. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow mm-hmm. when I come to work. I hope you listen to a bunch and get a feel for what they're about. Yeah, and I understand that we're here, here to have a good time. Yeah. The uh, the response from just, like, the topic of the structure of, like, having these established guests to the people kind of, like, on the up, the up and up, yeah, yeah. The, the come up, and then just, like, shooting the shit. Did he vibe with it, or was he just kind of like, oh, okay, that's that sounds like sounds interesting type of thing honestly i probably didn't do a very good job at explaining like exactly because it's like it's like more than that obviously and i yeah I, I try to give it like the most pragmatic point of view that i could because obviously it's more than just like like the, the reason you're not listening is not entirely because it's chad greenway like these are generally genuinely interesting conversations with people that you get to see a different side of them you get to see a whole bunch of different stuff you guys ask good questions it's a unique vibe it's the whole like dominate the sandbox. I tried to explain that a little bit too. Nice. Like, there you go. And to him, it was like, so they're just like, limiting the audience that they want to reach. And I'm like, well, no, it's just like a model for reaching new people, whatever. So it was, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. when you just move on. Yeah. Right. But it was, you know, it's like, there's obviously more to it than, mm. but, but like the, the base level is like, that's the easiest way to explain it. It's like, you know, yeah. there's the, the top people, if you want to call it that. And then the up and comers and then, a couple of knuckleheads on Thursdays, but it's, you know, to your point about it kind of breaking down like that, it does, but there's, there's more to it than just that structure. Mm-hmm. I, I always want to over explain the shit out of what, what, what we're doing here. And oh, I'm, I'm sure I, I am not good at just condensing it. Cause when I do condense it, I'm like, that's not enough. I'm going to expand on something after they respond and just take it. And then I end up like talking about a back pocket for 10 minutes. And then I lose like their interest. Cause they really just wanted to, get the idea of what i'm doing yeah. and they yeah. would have been happy walking away with the idea but i wanted to give them the whole pie <laughs> yeah right i i was like actively actively practicing it at this pepsi outing that i just went to my buddy invited me on this like all-inclusive uh pepsi outing because they did super well in sales this year and my buddy just started working with them two months ago and got a plus one like everyone gets a plus one to this trip and so he just invited me off the off the fly fly hey, sick seat. brag dude yeah, it was sick. Yeah, cool. It was super sick. Cool, that. And not sick. to get into any of that part, but like people were, and it was awesome. I think that's when another we, great point of over-explaining. Not, not like it was a bad thing, but the tendency we have to over-explain things because we want people anything. anything. So we bad. want people to understand what we're talking about. So yeah. Long so long. we want to give them all the context. Always. Everything. Everything. No matter what it is, that's what we do. And we find ourselves in rabbit holes of like, oh, I probably just talked too much, and now they're sitting there like glock. What was the term you just used? Glossy-eyed. Glossy-eyed, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah, I do it all the time. Just mm-hmm. so yeah. long-winded. God, I hate it. But I got, like, I was able to formulate, like, a 30-second, just like, this is what it is. If you want to ask more questions, let me know. You have to. I miss the elevator pitch. It's, like, everything. You know? Yeah. Like, when you go, like, I've been going to job fairs or had yeah. this past semester or two, and it was the same thing. It's, like, how am I supposed to accurately represent, especially, like, someone like me who I think has a pretty diverse skill set, you know, like, something like the back pocket like in an elevator pitch i'm never going to be able to give that full context and i always get down those rabbit holes too like if i were ever to bring up in an elevator pitch about me what the back pocket was well then i just open up a whole nother can of worms about well what is the back pocket yeah Yeah, then you like (laughs) Like, ask yourself more questions like why am i even doing the back (laughs) so i why am i even working for these guys i don't even know what it is no that's i mean running into that situation all the time but one thing that i like didn't realize was like the name of the podcast like it's so like a unique thing mm-hmm. but it, we overlook it all the time because we already know what it is yeah so i always say like it's it's we have conversations with all kinds of people who are having success around our area doing what they love they tell come on and tell their story listeners hear their story pick out different pieces that they like for their back pocket and we call our podcast the back pocket or like yeah, they yeah. take these pieces and put them in their back pocket to use in their own lives. And that's why we call it the back pocket podcast cut scene. And what's your next question? If you even have one, if you're already across the street, get another beer fine. You at least know what it is. Do you ever find in saying that you, and you probably do, but in saying that, that you don't give yourself 
enough credit for what it actually is. Not only from mm. the work that you put into it, because just saying that, I'd be like, okay, cool. These dickheads just have a, a pod. Like everybody has mm. a podcast. That's kind of the the trope now. Where it's like everybody has a podcast. Do you ever find yourself trying to rationalize it to them and like, no, there's like it's actually more than. That's that's the whole um, crux of why I want to overexplain myself. Right. Because there is no easy way to describe a podcast that you're doing in your attic. Um, yeah, without sounding like a without sounding like you're just. It's not not a, it could be seemed like a douchebag for sure, but also just kind of just like oh you got, they're just having fun up there, right? They're just doing things. Yeah, we are fucking having fun, but I want them to know like all the time and effort that I'm trying to figure out how to make this my full time job. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how to explain that. I suck at. It. I think just like it, it, I, I don't know. Actions speak louder than words. If I could just say, if I could formulate something that's just so like interesting or unique enough to them to just get to think, our page, yeah, I, I just want them to like. I don't think what you said is interesting enough, though, to be honest. Oh, for sure not. But, like, there's, I don't know, there's another, like... So there's no answer to it. Not right now. I don't know. It has to be 30 seconds. Subscribe on, or just go follow us on Instagram and give us a chance there. Maybe you'll like us. I don't know. what Like, what is unique about us, I guess? Gotta get them the top of the funnel. Do we say, do we say, like... I think what your dad said the other day was like awesome was like it's not it's about like what you guys do is you just embrace what's like average about you and you just attack everything that's just so like eh or like average that you're not good at and you like focus on that like not enough people everyone wants to talk about their successes and then like maybe even more or less pretend to talk about their failures or talk about them. But, like, no one ever focuses on the middle thing. Like, is that what makes us the most unique? So if I just said, yeah, we are – I'm a wildly average dude and I unpack the things I'm not that good at yet but I want to be really good at through the telling these stories, people then relate to it, understand it, um, grab those little things, put it in their back pocket to apply in their own lives, and that's what we call it the Back Pocket Podcast. Is that our fucking pitch or what is it? It would be nice. If, it would be nice if I if – Is I, that if, interesting? If, if I don't know. People cared. Yeah. If people, if people don't care enough to like, – when they ask those type of questions in social settings to give those type of answers. It, I mean their response to that is they're going to feel how much you care about it. And that's awesome. That's, that's it. That's, then, that's yeah. fine. Like that, that's, I, that's at the end of the day what I'm trying to get at. So yeah. I, I will say like one thing. I was finding myself to my manager trying to explain the, the, the more business side of it, like the stuff that's on the whiteboard, just because I felt like that was the hard and tangible stuff that backed up what you're doing. Because I think what you guys say is great. And the way you describe it, you, you certainly sound like you have a coherent and concise way of explaining what it is. Yeah. But then I feel like to a lot of people, that's just kind of fluff. And that doesn't actually do justice. It's, it's to like, Right. Nice. And like when you, you know, when you talk about you do like my, one of my, the next thing I was going to say was one of my favorite things is when you explain to somebody, it takes you eight hours to produce a podcast or you walk somebody through what you have on the whiteboard with your plan, like, or they come in and see the setup or anything like that. And they see like, when you say actions speak louder than words, they see, oh shit. Like these guys actually do work behind the podcast. Cause what everybody sees is like a couple dudes hopping on a couple microphones and they're like, oh, they're just like shitting around. And it's like, yeah. sure. But then also you guys put in eight hours for this episode. You put in far more than that, just like pontificating about what it could be and all this sort of stuff where I feel like that's the part of that. I find myself trying to explain and back to why it's my average quality is like that's sort of the meat behind it, the sizzle. And that's what I'm trying to rely on the best I can. But even that is so hard to translate. to somebody. Yeah, I, I love get hearing how you explain it, too, because that just helps me figure out what you think are like the cool things to talk about. What are the things that are going to relate to a guy who's never heard it and. So if you ever feel like you you do talk to someone, if you bring it up anytime and they like clicks, yeah, you gotta let us know because yeah. we we always could use some better art, as you could tell, where we're long winded as shit. So if you could help us narrow our thoughts down and yeah. get to the point, and hopefully someone was like, oh, but people do people do when we do explain it, there are some awesome reactions all the time. So it's not like we just get duds when we say the things that we say. But I hate being being vague. Yeah. I hate it too. It's but like it's, that was my pretty much my average quality was being vague and like Matt Heron challenged us on it last night or whatever he did and it was like I'm sitting like literally last night though I was sitting up here rewriting our like podcast description because I hadn't looked at it in, in since the time I wrote it in yeah, yeah. Uh, January end of January start of February I was like this is bullshit like we're dry we're spending all this money like drive people to this page to literally see this thing and like we didn't even look at what it was saying I didn't. And I was just like, this is so vague. It's gross. It's not what we are. It's like, no one's going to get anything from this. And no one's going to really, I, I was thinking very negatively about it, but 
like what do you say and so i like looked around at all the other different podcasts like joe rogan's is literally joe rogan's uh podcast Co- uh, comedic joe rogan has is this is his podcast and like i looked at a bunch of others and there's all these really funny ones part of my take is a good one um but just like uh, it's hard it's yeah. a challenge man and i hate being vague i want people to like really understand what the hell we're all about yeah it is cool though. Alexis Walsko definitely was like one of the first people were, and, and maybe the first one that brought that I saw, but or made me recognize, is when you say, "Yeah, we've been doing this for two and a half years. Yeah, we've done a hundred weeks podcasting, two and a half years. Yeah, we've done over a hundred eighty, probably two hundred podcasts now." They're like, "Yo, for real? Yeah, we do three. We do three a week." Remember Steve just now? Yo. You guys do three a week, you know. Yeah. Everyone says that shit like that. I mean, sure, yeah, we do. And I was but gonna, but in our eyes, it's like anybody can do three right. a week. And I was gonna say, like, I think to the people that it should matter to, like you're talking about Alexis, Alexis Walsko, like it's going to matter to, like mm. that that's gonna land for her. Somebody at a bar, they're not gonna. You could be as specific as you wanted to. It's it's not gonna matter to them. Like it's just not going to land. But yeah. to the people that it's it's supposed to, and the people that you're like, man, they this should hit home for them. They're the people that are going to understand the the time and the value of, of what you're putting in. Dude, you're absolutely right. And thank you for bringing up this topic. Remember when you first came on and the back end show and you're talking about how you want us to talk more about the, the shit that we go through yeah. that we fail at and that we're trying to get better at that we talked about all the time in the back end shows during the actual podcast for right. season two. I think this is a great time for us. And I hope the people that are listening, like something like, the, the people that have been through us and seen a lot of season three realize that like we're still attacking this with like a bunch of like heads cut off just but with a lot of like, care and love and passion to figure it out like it, there's no answer and we say it all, we say this all the time there's no blueprint from turning a podcast in from something nothing to something without having a following of a company behind you or uh, an already established career like that is an easy way to skyrocket a podcast we are going at it together yep. in ways of nascency and that is uh an overused term but in a beautiful way to say it yeah and yeah, i think right. and i love how you bring that up so thanks ty of course yeah yeah do you have an average quality my ankle jumping over a fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah my average quality was uh like knowing how to sell stuff like I'm, I'm not like a sale. I'm not a salesman by a natural, like by my occupation. Yeah, we just went. We just talked about the last forty minutes of being not good at selling things. Yeah, yeah. like these hats. Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, I want people to buy them. They're nice hats. They're really cool. We wear them on the podcast. I want people to buy them. But it's you know, an ad. is that an ad? Is that a like? Well, yeah, if sure. somebody wanted to buy that, that could ad, be an what, ad. What could they do? Uh, definitely just click on this or whatever. Whatever thing says learn more or whatever. Just click on that. You'll find it. And we're just DM us. We'll give you one. It's not a big deal. But there it is. That's the sales pitch, right? You, at the end of the day, we just want to get. No, that's the ba- that's the average quality of the sales pitch. You just want to give it to them. That's what I want to do. I don't want to make anyone pay for it. I just want to give it to them. Like yeah. I just think this. But I want to make yeah. some money for some ad spend. So I want to like. So we can give it to more people. God, <laughs> right? How weird is that? Yeah. It's whatever. Whatever. We'll figure it out. But yeah, that was my average quality. Um. All right. Wow. Sweet. What did you learn, Andy? Back to you, um, back snake to draft. So I'm going to go, <laughs> I think I talked about this last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, the Brad Parcel helping with Donald Trump. That was Trump. last week, yeah. That was last week, okay. I've been watching that. You did watch you tune in a little bit? I'm halfway through it. Okay. Thoughts? You, you, Ty, thoughts. Killer. Like, killer, yeah. That dude is like a cold-blooded killer. Like, killer. it doesn't, he seems to have a little bit of a political leaning, but this dude, this like interviewer is kind of asking questions, and it kind of seems like he's coming from a cynical political angle, and also just like a angle of him not knowing a lot about ad spend but he just keeps asking this dude's like like i don't know it's just what i did and you it's so hard for me to watch this and think like you could be a trump hater or a trump lover and just think like all this dude's trying to do is just murder on facebook ads and it sounded like he just dominated with facebook ads yeah it was awesome and that, and that part when i was taking away like taking notes how can i m- murder on facebook yeah ads? and then so going off that there's a documentary that was released last week two weeks ago now uh, called the great hack and it's about Cambridge Analytica um, oh, yeah. and their involvement with um, Brexit, Donald Trump's campaign, and a bunch of other political campaigns all over the world. And, uh, you know, just things that I just didn't do enough research on to actually figure out what Cambridge Analytica was mm-hmm. and all the people involved. And it's just like furthering me down this rabbit hole of the power that 
everyone has as marketers. Like this is not some thing that's tucked away for only the elitists to dominate these these awesome things that are out there. Uh, no, anyone can do this. If you have ten thousand dollars, if you have a hundred dollars, if you have a million dollars, you can figure out a way how to dominate as a marketer. You don't need to be a mass. You don't need to sell mail to mass thousands of people. You don't need to buy TV spots. You don't need to be on the radio billboards. All those things are bonuses and can just further your product of brand awareness and all that stuff. But you could, the people that are active on social media, you can own them with your campaigns. And it is like, it's, it's crazy how, yeah, how much power, how much control we actually have. The way that guy explained it was this, this type of marketing has been around for a while. Targeted marketing has been around for a while. But the fact that Facebook can show you an ad that's different in the morning than the one that you get in the afternoon is why it's so powerful. Like the speed of what you can do. Like you're receiving different commercials from your neighbors or you're seeing a different billboard on one highway than another. That's that's targeted advertising. But the fact that you can see a different ad in the morning than you do in the afternoon and that they can respond to how you respond so quickly is what makes it so powerful. And I thought that was such a cool way to explain it. It's And it, yeah, you have the versatility. And then when someone like interacts with your ads, I mean, game over, you you have them in your system for 180 days on a pixel, 365 days, um, in the, in the software, it's, it's (laughs) my thought. If you don't want to, uh, get bombarded with that same ad, do not like it. Do not watch the video for more than three seconds because you're going to get retargeted. You're going to be inside some type of funnel if they have any type of sensibility to how they're going to retarget. Don't click on their website. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you enter the home page and you click on the about page, they're probably going to retarget you with a video describing more about themselves. And if you watch three seconds of it, then they're going to try to sell you of it, something off it. It's just so systematic. And the, it's so fun for me because I can just like, oh, I had no idea that I could use that audience in that way and find that I have now a pool of 100 people right there that I can retarget and show them a cool ad that I think they're going to buy into back pocket further. Like from our perspective, it's beautiful. I love that I can show them some cool things. And that's the best part. That's why I get all like excited about it. But then at the same time, the great hack shows all the negatives that come of it and the way you can push negativity. And I get scared. Because it's like you can control a lot of how society thinks. And that's um, one of the ways that uh, Cambridge Analytica did it was pushing these type of uh, surveys. Survey, right. Yeah, they did surveys, but they also like pumped in ad creation that was negative and mm. oh, polarizing. polarizing. For, and they targeted the. So that, yeah. that part of it is scary. And it's like Facebook's trying to do their best right now to. Um, to make that stuff transparent and show where it's coming from so you can't hide behind your screen. Right. But if, in any way, if you're just being taught, if you're just talking about political issues or social issues, now we have full transparency over that. Right. You have full transparency over every single ad they're running, but not the spend. Mm. You have now full transparency on the spend with political and social issues. And when they're selling real estate and other like various things, like they're getting more open to that stuff because of what I'm saying of how much control because of the history has. behind of what has happened in the past in, as well in just four years, think four about how, years, how much Facebook had to figure out. This is what, like I'm sitting there rewatching Zuckerberg on, uh, on what in front you, of Congress, in front of Congress yeah. t- describing this to all these people that have never been on the back end of Facebook. I'm like, they have no idea, no idea what they're even like about to drop on this man. I think he got a $2 billion fine for um, allowing Cambridge Analytica to steal their data. And Facebook didn't know that they could. They didn't know that they could um, white just wash people. Like the thing that Cambridge Analytica was doing was they were, if, if you clicked on something, they could go through your profile and get all of your friends' information. So you didn't even need to click on something, or I didn't need to click on something for them to take where I lived, what my uh, preferences are, um, everything yeah. they got they could just wash everything off my profile just from you engaging with what they had so that part of it like facebook didn't wasn't had didn't have the security in line for the algorithms or whatever i don't know but uh yeah. like think of they how are they supposed to know how to stop that i don't know like well it's funny like uh jack dorsey the founder of twitter came on joe rogan's podcast by himself the first time had mm-hmm. this three-hour conversation and like it was very very cool and a ton of people hated it because he was just so like 
blatantly open about like, Hey dude, like we started this company back in 2010 or whatever it was. And like, this thing has grown so far beyond what I've ever imagined that like I am day to day trying to figure out how to operate. And this is the stance and approach that I've taken. And everybody hated it because they're like, you created Twitter. You're like the all controlling power of like what people can say on this platform. And how does that affect freedom of speech? It's like, yes, all very true things, all very things that we do need to figure out. But it's like, this guy was like a dude in college who just figured it out just like Zuckerberg did. Right. And yeah, it's like this success story on one side, but on the other side, it's like, You've created something so powerful and so game-changing in this new space called the internet that like, nobody knows how to even attack it. So you got to like be there for them a little bit in that sense. And I, I that's where I'm at as well with you. I'm like, I don't know how I could have done it any differently, and I don't know how I could have predicted it. Exactly. And I hate that that's what happened, and I hate how accessible all this stuff is. But at the same time, this is what we're given. So how are you going to play within the confines of what you've been given? Exactly. And and what we're given right now is the coolest thing. To, and we get to play in the game. We yeah. get to play. We literally get to play in the game, and we're a couple of average dudes just trying to figure this thing out. And with a broken tire. With a broken tire, dude. Pop we, tire. We got a, we got a, a spare, tire. Andy spare tire over here yeah. is is working these ads like nobody's business right now. And it is honestly got like the coolest thing because we're not selling a thing. We're, we're doing the long form. Like what we just struggle, what we struggle with is the elevator bitch. We're, we're, uh, I guess creating a funnel system or, uh, I don't know, a, more bland way to put it but basically something that is a long form or a quick version on social media of the elevator pitch all we want to do is get more people on our platform so we can tell tell them what it's all about we want all we want is for the listener to be better off but be better off i don't really care if they buy it to be honest <laughs> right i don't know how cool is that though like that's that's what we get to control our, we our get market. to control it. we just get to it's just like how you're talking it. about it a few uh, episodes ago how you get to pick the logo you get to pick the font yep you get to pick the colors we get, you get you get to pick how you want to run facebook yeah. ads right. you get to pick everything well you guys know that's why like i found you in the first place was like a instagram ad they just stumbled across it hmm. the very first time i ever saw anything back pocket was a instagram story ad and then i remember seeing it once i probably like oh what is this engage with it and then let it go and this was before you guys got really into the funnels but i probably saw it again another time and saw that you were twin cities based and i was hooked from there so hell yeah dude. it's funny how that works didn't know that i kind of like went over my head maybe when you told me yeah hell yeah oh yeah we're, we're working excited. It. we're working it man. all right one what one. uh what so i learned the great hack watch it on netflix mm-hmm. it fired me up i, I just love going into your brain dude i was just like i love just i love the times where i get to just listen to you run with it man that was a good 10 minutes Phenomenal. Uh, what'd you learn, Decky? Um, I learned there's this thing called a uh, Google Timeline. Have you ever searched that before? So it's a hidden app. Uh, you just gotta. Uh, it's not that hidden. You just Google it. Google, <laughs> Google, Google Timeline. This has all of the data of the locations and distances you've traveled for as long as you've had an account oh with your God. location service. So, like when you are when you wake up every morning and drive to work. And you have Google Map notifications on, and it's like it will take 16 minutes with light traffic to get to this location, or if like it's in your calendar of like you need to be here at this location. Yeah, it always know because I always know I to get uh, social works every morning, so it yeah. always tells me right when I'm leaving the house. Right, it's gonna, yeah. and it's not, and like your alert is always like um, five, ten, fifteen, or just time to leave. Of course, I'm always gonna click time to leave. I'm not gonna want to get there too early or too late. Time to leave. Yeah. So there's this thing called Google Timeline that is the app base within Google that has has is just strictly its job is to track your location and then use that data to then tell the other notification apps such as Google Maps and all these other things of what you should do. So Google Timeline communicates with Google Calendar, which communicates with Google Maps, which communicates with Gmail, which communicates with your profile. And then that's just it, man. I, that's so crazy. Yeah, sorry to beat like the algorithm dead horse, but that's what I was just like blown away that that was a thing. I'm gonna Google it. That's a cool. Yeah. Way it can track App- their distance. Apple has the same thing. It like within your settings, you can. I don't know how to get to it, but it's in your settings app on your phone, where it will basically have all the locations that you visited within the past let's say two years or whatever, and it'll have basically like heat maps around like what are the most prolific. That's why 
like I use Apple Maps. Like that's or sometimes that's why Apple Maps knows where your house is. It knows where your work is. And I'll, I'll look and I'm like, oh, that's where my cabin is. And that is like another hot location or like, yeah. oh, that's mm-hmm. where I worked last summer. And it just has all these data points on you that it's just constantly collecting, which is in, it's just so crazy when you actually look at it. Like you're saying you looked at it. It's like gigabytes, dude. It's gigabytes of literally just like locations. And it's for everyone. And time. And that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about this too, like recently. So I use this app. I forgot what it's called for an alarm clock. And it basically, it's a, it's a sleep tracker app. So it like measures your sleep patterns and all this sort of stuff. And the practical part of it, it's supposed to, you set like a 10 minute window of when you want to wake up. So it was supposed to wake you up at the most optimal time when you're like, you're coming out of a, a deep sleep state or something like that. How does it know that just from time or something? Or? It uses the microphone. So what you do is like you set it up and you put it next to you and it uses, yeah. Your it, breath. Yeah, so like it it tracks sounds and stuff. You can also apparently put it under your mattress if you want, and it'll like like your, the haptic sensors will track movement and stuff like that. Oh. but I use the the microphone setting, and you basically put it there, and it runs all night like on a, on a low setting, and it you can look at like I can show you after, and it, you'll see the like the ebbs and flows of like when you're sleeping. Yeah, the REM cycle. Yeah, the re- so the REM cycle. You can buy like you can upgrade the version, and you can like hear like it'll like sound clip the different times you were snoring if you're snoring or something like that Whoa. Um, different stuff like that and then it ties in with like your activity so it you'll have a log of like oh you slept this much this night this is how many steps you took that day this is what your activity was like that day all that sort of stuff it's so, like I have a sleep tracker app i also use an app when i go to the gym that curates workouts for me and stuff like that and i was just thinking like there's just so much data on it. like i literally every like every app that i use like even like purposely like i'm using those apps purposely so that they can curate a specific experience for me that i'm just giving it all away not to mention the apps that are doing it all in the background Mm -hmm. i just i just thought like i just took a second i'm like wow that's insane that i'm letting that happen and then i'm like yeah makes my life more convenient and sure i just kept walking carry on yeah carry on yeah that's crazy and people are are worried about like not getting having jobs in the future (laughs) worried about like not having uh um, like filling up or like a gas station clerk and all these like service jobs, there will be thousands of service jobs and managing data. Think about like how much humanized parts you need to have behind the management of this data. Yeah. Like cybersecurity is like an easy example for sure. But man, that is just going to be the more we talk about that it, sounds it like the a more nerd job. Sure, dude. All this, all this, like, <laughs> I'm just picturing all the movies of like, you know, you got your cyber. Everyone's got to be nerds. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe that. I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm sitting on my desktop all day looking at. Dude, we're all nerds. If you're not, if like, think about this. If you're not spending like three hours on your phone and like four hours on your laptop looking at something, then good for you. If but everybody else, you nerd, dude. If you're not a nerd, you're a nerd. Ooh, for not being a nerd. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if nerding will be like a a lost term because everybody's just got to a certain nerd point. Where like everybody plays video games. Everybody's on the laptop. Probably, Everybody's on the phone. It'll probably just lose meaning. It'll probably just be like, I'll call you a nerd for just being like weird. Like it'll be the same thing as you're stupid. Like yeah. you're a nerd. Right. It you're won't a have nerd. the connotation of like, you know, classes and video games. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ty. What'd you learn, buddy? Oh, man, I learned that I'm a little skeptical of having kids now. Ooh. So, oh. So, oh. Two, right. Two, two, two to three. Go. Two huh? to three. Skeptical. Yeah. Two to three. Right. I, you know, that's, that's still in the plans. But anyway, okay. I started. Ty, watching. build some context for the new uh, listeners on this Marshawn Lynch podcast. Oh, so for those of you who haven't listened, I would go back and listen to Back End Show, probably number 22, 22 uh, and listen to just a thrilling conversation that the three of us have about how many kids that we want. Uh, we, we received some good market feedback that it was a good, entertaining episode, and I, you know, I think we really hit home a lot of points that people are thinking about having kids, and I think we expertly walked through that thought process of what it's like when you're thinking about having kids. So go back and listen to that. The context here now is I've been watching the show Euphoria on HBO. Don't know if you've heard of it. Have not. Zendaya. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have heard it. Yes. Okay. Quick so, question, dude. How many things you watching nowadays? <laughs> dude, I'm all over the My place. goodness. I just finished a couple shows, so I, like, I needed to re-up. Also, it's hard knock season coming up, so I, I need to clear my palate for that. Anyway. That's right. So I'm watching the show Euphoria. The, the premise of the show is it follows this uh, girl named Rue. She's a drug addict, but she's also in high school. So like it follows her throughout all of high school. Basically, or I'm only in season one. It's followed her through her junior year of high school. But the shit these kids are doing for being juniors in high school is insane and just terrifies me to have kids. 
like I was saying, the main character, Rue, is like a drug addict, like a hardcore, like narcotics drug addict, like in high school, in high school. Like she's going in the show that she's going to be a junior. And then there's all these kids that are like just like having like sex and like doing blow and like as like 15 year olds. And I'm like, first of all, that's not at all what my high school experience was like at all. I, I just watched this. I'm like, was I lame or normal? Because these kids are like throwing like party X style ragers. And, or Project Exile Ragers and like like I said doing like doing lines in the bathroom and like you know like ha- like just yeah. ridic- heads will roll basically ridic- play that song ridiculous stuff and mm-hmm. I'm like this is insane and like obviously their parents are all pretty much oblivious to all this happening it's like mom I'm gonna go hang out at Lexi's house and like okay see you tomorrow honey and it's like then they go and just like get gang banged in the bathroom and it's like just insane stuff and it makes me fearful to have kids especially girls but terrified to have kids. And I, I just sit there like, man, I hope I don't fuck up as a parent because this show just makes me like, it looks impossible to be a parent. Yeah. Like impossible. It's gotta be impossible to be a parent. Right? I, don't know how, I don't know how to get my stuff done. I don't know. I don't know your how to get stuff done. Anything. Yeah. Stuff like go to the, get to the grocery oh, store like for yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Think- I just cleaned the shower the other day and I was like confident leaving that bathroom that I'm only living to like 28. You know, I inhaled, and I inhaled so much Clorox. It was just like, all right, well, yeah. guess I'm not gonna have kids because you know I'm not having kids in my 20s. Well, that's why it's hard for me to commit to a you know a, a November 2020 podcast. I'm like, I don't know if I'll be here. We don't know if we'll be here. <laughs> we don't. No, nobody knows. Yeah. Hey, yeah, with Decky driving on no oil, you never know what's yeah. gonna happen. You guys never Car know. Explodes. Can we just all say, dude, like, I love you guys, just in case. I don't know if this Clorox shit went like way to my frontal cortex and I'm gonna be out the next day. But I love you guys. And I hope to God, like, if I pass away because of this shit, I this this fucking video right here better be the first thing you post uh, on Instagram when I'm dead. It'll be like R.I.P. Deck. This kid was the fucking man, like I miss him, but he wanted me to post this and if you don't, I'm gonna freaking come back to life and have to give you shit about it because yeah. How how else am I supposed to hold you accountable? Content grab. I'm gonna need you to write the copy for me, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah. Andrew's Andrew's fucking copy will be like, what does he say? <laughs> like, He's just like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's just like, putting him in a circle or something. People plan their funerals. Deck just writes the copy for his death post. <laughs> if I gotta do it, I'll do it. I'll write the copy for my death post. I'll give you a list of hashtags. Most of them will be like Decky 2020, Decky RIP, Decky Gravedigger, Decky Resurrection. You know all the ones. Thank you, geez. You got to go back on the old ones, too. But mm-hmm. when I die, I just want you guys to make sure you play this video. Or maybe just share it beforehand so we don't have to. We, don't, we cover our tracks. All right, cool. Deal. Deal. Yeah, sweet. So uh, that's it. Okay, perfect. Um, oh, sh- dang it, dude. I've, and I just remember what my actual what I learned was, but it per- works perfectly for the feel-good story. The feel-good story are all the blonde women who have been on this podcast. Mm. And now that we have been, now the the curtain has been unveiled behind the back pocket business plan. <laughs> yes, we do have a campaign idea that's now coming into fruition of blonde women who come on the show. They have done astronomically better on this show with the things that they say and just obviously looking very attractive. And it's amazing, dude. Good for them, honestly, because they're the ones getting all the press, and like that's that's all like the people are tuning in because of them, and we're just in the background clapping our hands like this is awesome. So obviously, anybody is willing, anybody can come on this podcast, but like blonde women are crushing it when you do come on. So just know that. Yeah, let's remember the uh, overarching theme of each of those. Like we put them very blunt and direct. Like do what you love, flipping to make money. Back end show, we're funny. blonde girls. Yeah, every single one of those has the like. We just put there to remind ourselves what they actually mean. Yeah, but they have a deeper meaning. So like, let's not such just a, get lost in the sauce here, of like what like blonde women is such a is we such put a, a back to back week, and everyone everyone's like, oh, that's what flipping out. No, not flipping out, but everyone's figuring it out. Like that's what that's <laughs> yeah. what their model is. We made so it that's very obvious. Not obvious, but that's just. But it's not the first time we've done it. We had yeah. Karen Housley on, and then we had. Uh, Alex Corsell or, or, or something like that. Yeah. Alexa, Alexis Walsko and Mary Lavore. We had something combinations of that before, and it's not the first time it's happened. No, um, no. But the idea of like finding people out there that are doing awesome stuff, 
um, that already have this sweet following on Instagram because that's what it really correlates to. Yeah. Um, is these these women that are beautiful are have a lot of following naturally on social media, and that's where we put all of our time and effort. So let's combine our time and effort with the people that are doing well on these platforms. So I'm exactly. gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with the long-winded answer so we don't get ourselves caught in some weird sticky no, I, situation. Exactly, and that's why you definitely had to say all of that because you put it in a way that made us sound pretty uh, grotesque. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word. I wasn't trying to. I know. I never am trying to do anything, to be honest. I'm not trying to ever put us in a bad situation. I I literally made them the feel-good story because they're all kick-ass women. Like Alex Corsell, she could be a feel-good story on her own. She just left for Denver today. Uh, Carly Zucker, celebrating her anniversary on the day we released the podcast. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Who else? Karen Housley. She just... Uh, Retired as a senator, and now she's following Phil's dream to go coach in the NHL. Forget where, but she's living her best life. Mary Lavore's in Austin, Austin Texas. Texas. Moved. And Clara, uh, her mom, DM'd us saying, love the podcast. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> she's doing good. She, Clara, Clara, Clara is doing great because <laughs> her mom DM'd us for sure. And that's it. That's a wrap. Was that the most recent one? Yes. Yeah. I liked her episode. She iced us on the podcast. Those like groundbreaking things. Now I can't imagine what people are gonna do now. You know? Yeah. Will this become a trend? Do you like that post? Yeah, because more people are gonna do crazy shit now. I for want, sure. I want that. <laughs> no, we need that. Free too. booze. Anything. Bring in a bring in a snake and release it in the room. Or something. Really, yeah, Christ. dude. Oh yeah. my god. Dude, think rodents. about how the boys are gonna be up here, dude. Yeah, I would. Just not rodents. Yeah, I'd leave. I'd leave the podcast studio. I think I'd go run right through our mount dog. All right, we're never going to get in trouble for anything we say on here because it's the best. Nobody podcast. listens. Nobody listens. <laughs> we're fine, and that is the crux of everything. Dude. Yeah. No one listens to this well, shit. Why do we think we're going to get in trouble? <laughs> That's why we're safe. That's why we'll always be safe. We'll always no be one's safe. listening. No one cares. No one cares enough to. Like, I always, we always, I always think the worst of these things, and it's just like no one cares. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, uh, hey Andrew, Andrew, air to Andrew, relax. Relax, you're doing the right thing. You're doing what you love, man. What's the thing we've been saying for the last week? Eh, sir, pointless. Eh, sir, pointless. That's what it comes down to. Crystalia, I'm going to buy your $100 ticket because I want to see you live. Got it all, right? Oh, well, hey, good podcast. What do we got next week, dude? I don't even, what's our next week? What do we got? Off the top of your head, Ty, what's our next week? Do you know? You, um, no, you get the calendar invites. Yeah, so we've got a podcast on Monday. And that's going to come out pretty early in the morning. I've come to find out like if you're 5 a.m. If you're up early, you're you get content. Uh, then there's another one on Tuesday. It's going to be marketing intern spotlight. That one's going to be great. I know that already. And then we're going to come back Thursday with a killer back end show. With Jordan Roberts. Jordan Roberts. No, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Nickelodeon. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Roberts. And then back end show number 25. Number 25. So who's the Monday show? Brodsky's. No wait, no. no it's uh, it's Steve. Isn't it Josh? No, Josh is this upcoming Monday. Okay. Who's Steve? Oh, Steve that we just recorded Steve. with. Steve. Yeah, we just recorded with on the same day with this dude. Yeah. yeah. Steve. When did Josh come out? Yeah, well, this Monday. Yeah. Sorry, we're we're spilling all kinds of beans. Josh Scheffner was this week, two two or three days ago, this Monday. Oh, he's out. The upcoming Monday. Killer episode. Yeah. That one's out already. Shout out Josh. And then Steve, what's his last name again? Ivy Longboard Steve. The guy is incredible. Weigel. Weigel. That was just such a cool story. This man lives his life as an adventure. Phenomenal for podcasting and storytelling. He tells some insane stories. And then we do have uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, because last week was Cavi. Yes. So we have Brooklyn Nicoletti, who Nicoletti, who started her own like cookbook and her passion for nutrition. And he just mispronounced the last name, and I just want to go on record here. Mm-hmm. He was the biggest asshole right when we started <laughs> that podcast for me mispronouncing it. Attention to the rising. His, his mic was falling off its, its stilt, and he just goes, get it right, dude. It's Nicolotti. That's like one of the first <laughs> things you hear out of the podcast. And I'm just like, Jesus, Deck, why couldn't you have been a little nicer about that? I, wow. Sorry, Brooke. Wow. Sorry, Brooke. Sorry, bro. Oh, man, I'm an asshole. Hey, no one's listening, so yeah. I can say whatever on this show. Yeah, if you made yeah. it this far, tweet me or follow me on Instagram. Yo, what's your handles, dude? At Tyler M. Webb <laughs> everywhere. Except on Instagram, I had to put periods in between the Tyler.M. God, you're such a good kid, Ty. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, let's get out of here. All right. Take care, everyone. <laughs> oh, shit. Love you guys. Oh, my goodness gracious. Love you guys. Take care. Take care. Take care.
Señor, está bien. 